0: Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to El Angel.
1: Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Angel Season 5 podcast by, (laughs) and I must enunciate here, an angel and a nangel. Hell no. Hell no.
0: are you the nangel
1: i believe so yes
0: what's an angel
1: it's not an angel you know an angel
0: like a devil is an angel i really well, don't, no, like I don't
1: think so <laughs> no. it doesn't have to be quite that extreme
0: it's not binary okay, you're
1: an okay. angel and i'm an angel you know oh, There you go. i
0: really don't like it oh which is this is your intention i suppose
1: it is i was very pleased with myself <laughs>
0: This is season five, episode one, Conviction. Original air date, October 1st, 2003.
1: Now this episode title is what is sometimes known as a pun or a play on words.
0: Oh, do tell.
1: It has a double meaning in this episode, (laughs) both talking about the legal aspect of the episode and whether or not Angel has the conviction necessary to run Wolfram and Hart.
0: Man, at the end of the episode, when that army dude just is like, conviction, (laughs) you're like, really, show? (laughs) That is why you're going to lose. Because we possess the most powerful thing in the world. Conviction.
1: The Uh, most important thing in the world is conviction. I I like, that's not making my top 50 for words that are most important you know
0: we start off angels running across the rooftops <laughs> there's a woman in danger
1: Michaela we have skipped right over angel doing what he does best which is lurking
0: oh before he, lurking he hears first? the woman scream all right I guess he I mean he was lurking four screams I guess yeah you're right <laughs>
1: And let me tell you, jumping rooftop to rooftop is so much harder in LA than it is in, say, downtown Paris. My God. Like, (laughs) the rooms in Europe are just flat and like next to each other. Like, they don't have space to be far apart. Here, he's leaping across a large alley.
0: Man, when he finds some sort of <laughs> rope to swing in on, I was dying. <laughs> and
1: then do a backflip off of. What a fucking amazing way to start a season. Honestly, this fight scene is great. It is. Angel gets to do a lot of fun fighting here and He does and Before we get too far into it I kind of want to take a step back And look at what this episode is Because it's the first episode of season 5 After a very large format change A large character change In that Cordy isn't going to be here Connor yeah. isn't going to be here Thank yeah. God And you know <laughs> It's just, it's a bunch of wackiness, so it's it's finding their feet in a new format, so it's got to do that, but it's also got to catch up any viewers that haven't been paying that close attention or haven't seen Seasons 1 through 4.
0: <laughs> sure, yeah.
1: Hypothetically.
0: Hypothetical viewers, yeah. <laughs> who would
1: do that, though? That's crazy. No one. No That's one would insanity. do that. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I think it does a really good job of both. It's like, figures out who its characters are, what they're doing in this new place, what they're like, and catches us all up on what's going on. And like, you know, it's a bit monster of the week, but uh, I, I came out of it having a lot of fun.
0: It was a, It's a great episode because it does all the things that you just said. And then it also sets the entire tone, I think, for this yeah. season, right? Because like, I mean, as someone who's never seen Angel before, you don't specifically know that season one, episode one of Angel starts this exact same way with him saving mm. some woman in an alley. And so this is them saying like, okay, we get that this is, what this show was but now this show is angel saves this woman in an alley and then his swat team and his woman with an nda show
1: up oh the publicity guy (laughs) managing the pr Uh, apparently angel did in fact stake the employees of the employee oh, of one of his clients, uh, you know, th- teething difficulties. He's still getting used to the job. It's fine.
0: So this curly haired man who is speaking to him looked mm-hmm. very familiar to me. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that he is TJ Fine or Tyne. I'm not sure who is on every single episode of Bones with David Boreanaz. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I'm not sure what the connection is there. If it's just like a happy accident or yeah, maybe be like they knew each other yeah who's to say but like i saw this guy and i haven't watched that much bones but i he seemed very familiar because he's in all the episodes
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right very nice so yes we've got this happening it's a very fun inversion of what we would normally expect the woman is a bit put off by being saved for <laughs> a bunch of publicity as angel <laughs> has to pose for photos with her
0: And he's trying to the whole time be like, no, no, no. this is what I do. I I help the
1: helpless. (laughs) (laughs) Not anymore.
0: And it's just like season four was so grim dark. And Mm. this is so fun. Like, even the parts of this that are kind of dark are still a lot more fun than we were having for maybe the last two seasons. (laughs)
1: We're definitely going to be a bit more dark in overall tone than Buffy was. Like, and I think the credits set that up pretty well. Buffy, it's like, this is an action show. We've got these sick guitar riffs going on. (laughs) We've got the quick cut montage of Buffy kicking a lot of butt. Here, it's the more slow paced, like, angel as private eye type of thing. I don't trust these fucking opening credits at all because I'm used to other (laughs) opening credits by now, Michaela. (laughs)
0: Stu hated it so much. Oh my
1: god, can't get used to him. It's awful.
0: That song is just such a departure from. It's so the different. It's, it's so, so wildly, wildly different. different. My favorite part about the opening credits was that James Marsters got second billing. <laughs> uh, uh.
1: Yes, yes, he did. And I mean, he will be in this episode, so there you mm-hmm. go.
0: I don't know that he has a line. He yells. Is that does that count?
1: As the advertising campaign put it in the last season of season of Buffy, Spike is coming to Angel.
0: <laughs> and like, if somehow you had missed that, James Marsters literally being in the credits ruined it for you. Oh yeah, you know, like. Oh yeah. Yeah, so there was the reveal at the end is not a reveal. Let's be very clear about that, yeah.
1: It's them getting to the subject. And honestly, it took Buffy, like the series, it often took Buffy three or four episodes to do what they do in one episode here, which is at least get the actor back in the swing of things. At least we don't have Angel going to sleep in the daytime and dreaming about Spike shirtless on a beach, you know?
0: (laughs) I mean, we can all wish that we had that, <laughs> but unfortunately, we don't. You're right.
1: Unfortunately, he's going to be part of the cast and you know interact <laughs> with anyone else on this show. Uh, Boo! We uh, don't like that. No, uh, uh,
0: not us. So the credits end, and then Michaela gets very upset because there like are a lot of children.
1: Oh my God! These That's horrid so youths. So many. That's I love so it many. because it doesn't come up for so long so in this episode. <laughs> There's a total of two scenes with horrid (laughs) use. Yeah. Uh, And they
0: basically have nothing to do. So it's not as bad as I had feared. Yeah.
1: We get into the lobby of Wolfram and Hart. Following Fred, and then Wes, and a bunch of other people on this amazing one to kick four things off. Four
0: and a half minutes.
1: One single shot, one continuous camera movement, four and a half minutes. It took him like 27
0: tries. <laughs>
1: I can only imagine. Holy shit, there's a bunch of stuff that needs to come through here. in Including, they've got a, a pretty ballsy plan. Because, what is it, Wes has to catch a basketball thrown to him by gun? Honestly, the boy. The boy.
0: And he doesn't do a great job of it, but you're like, of course they had to keep it. (laughs)
1: They have to keep it. (laughs) It's the fucking water. You can't reset there all the time.
0: No, 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 no. So we we come into Wolfram and Heart. I'm not sure if you can tell from the pictures that I had of it, but this set is so different from the set that they showed in the last episode of season four.
1: Oh, no, I wasn't looking at that at all.
0: wildly different. Like, it's not even, you couldn't even pretend this is the same place. But of course we are, because whatever, it is what it is.
1: (laughs) Michaela, this set, I'm so glad that you brought it up, because I swear to fucking God, Joss found it, looked around, he was like, yeah, this is a good set, we're going to use it. And they're like, sick, we're going to use it for season five of Angel. And he said, no, that's not what I fucking said. I said, we're going to use it. And then he used the same goddamn set on Dollhouse. And sure, (laughs) it may not be exactly the same set, but so many things are so similar that I'm actually not 100% sure it isn't the same set.
0: That is interesting. I will do this research as the person who is not as afraid of spoilers as you are.
1: (laughs) I mean, okay, several things are different here. We've got windows where the dollhouse is, you know, all entirely underground. But it's the same thing. A large central atrium, staircase going down, sort of into the middle of it with this platform that is raised above at the bottom of the the stairs it's very similar
0: yeah uh so i mean this this set is like i like it it's very usable they can do a lot of different stuff with it which is maybe why it seems so similar or is potentially the exact same as the dollhouse one because yeah obviously something about it works Mm -hmm. Uh, so we come in fred is god she's so cute oh Oh, my god she's just the cutest and she's got her box she's going to find her her office and she runs into this other person who's very cute so i've called Mm. this picture QTS. oh
1: that's (laughs) what you called it i thought it was qts because everything's capitalized yeah sorry QTs, yes. They are adorable. It's our Jost 3 Pete. It's Nox. He was a vampire. Now he's um probably, definitely good lab assistant who doesn't need to get tested by Lorne. That's fine. But, like, yeah. can we
0: just talk about how Teeks thought this was the same person? <laughs> like, can we just talk about it?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I am tickled pink that Teeks thought that this was the vampire that... <laughs> Buffy ran into
0: it just doesn't make any sense at all zero percent sense
1: it makes negative sense
0: (laughs) that vampire is dead this is a science human (laughs)
1: that was a vampire yeah and yes he died that too they've got very different names
0: So, I mean, Jonathan M. Woodward is absolutely delivering this very Jonathan Ed Woodward M. (laughs) Woodward-esque thing. Uh Like, whatever this thing is that he does, it's very much like him. And I can see how, like, personality-wise, maybe you can feel like when that vampire was, you know, chatting up Buffy, that it's similar to when Knox is interacting with people, but just... I just don't know how w- at any point you're like, well, they're clearly the same character <laughs> across these shows.
1: So very <sighs> different. Okay, yeah. so Knox is here. It's great. He's going to show Fred to her lab. We've got, yeah, Gun showing up to talk to Wes. Angel shows up complaining about last night. The Oneer is fantastic. And we're going to wrap it up by going to Angel's office and meeting a very pretty lady.
0: I have a couple of things before that. Mm-hmm. My first thing is that, so clearly... <laughs> Wes is still carrying this giant torch for Fred, right? Right. And, like, there's some tension there, I think at multiple points in this episode. But then, you know, she also has this very, like, sort of flirty, fun thing with Nox, where she's calling him Noxy, and poor Wes just has to watch them go off to do (laughs) science together. Gun shows up with his basketball, and I've called this Urban.
1: (laughs) As you should.
0: (laughs) And, like, I think I know why they did it, but I still don't agree.
1: Because you it's know? to show his progress, his, right? It's, like, yes. where he was to where yes. he will be for the rest of the season.
0: And, like, to remind the viewer that, like, this is who Gun was slash is, I guess.
1: And it's for the new viewer. It sets him yeah. up as this urban person, <laughs> you know, as Angel is wont to do. Why Why does he have a basketball
0: like it's such a great question. It doesn't make any sense. There's no hoop to shoot, you there's know?
1: No reason to have He's a basketball inside. on like the fucking penthouse floor of a fucking office complex. And like there's gonna be a conversation later that
0: lays out his backstory and where he comes from. Like, you didn't need to add a basketball <laughs> on top of that. Good lord.
1: It makes him more urban.
0: Then I don't know if is the angel thing before Lauren shows up.
1: Uh, whatever. We can talk about Lauren.
0: Because I got a Lorne picture that I've just called Always, Always Crushing It.
1: <laughs> he because, is.
0: good Lord, whoever gets to dress Lorne is having the time of their goddamn life.
1: He looks so good. Holy shit. <gasps>
0: just at all times.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's got his amazing red jacket on. He's got the mm. scarf tucked in behind the lapels. He's got his button-up shirt with the lapels splayed over the jacket. And then a, a fashion ascot. God, bring it God. all back together.
0: And, like, he's green, but it all works so well with the green. Oh, it's gorgeous. I love his 2003 cell
1: phone. (laughs) Absolutely. God, I love the time before there were smartphones and, like, people are talking about email being new and exciting. (laughs) And, like, I'm sure someone will show up with a pager at some point. Uh, All right.
0: So they, they go up to Angel's office and who should they meet? but eve eve she's just been lurking in here waiting waiting for a moment it goes pretty well i would say they're not happy to see her even though they don't know who she is
1: she is the representative of the senior partners here to you know uh, ease angel into things and yeah she's aware of the biblical implications of her name of course
0: (laughs) she has an apple she gets it
1: (laughs) she's dressed entirely in red sure what of it (laughs)
0: Now I've got a picture a little bit later because mm. I just wanted to really capture these skirts that she keeps wearing
1: uh-huh they're so just these skirts so... and skirts continue shit
0: yeah. <laughs> Like, what are these skirts? They're just so straight down. Like, Mm -hmm. and they're just like weird sort of silk. They look like a scarf, kind of. Mm. Like, they don't look very thick. They're just this straight skirt with a straight, like, above the knee. I don't know. The other one has all these stupid tassels on (laughs) it. It does
1: have a lot of tassels. I'm pretty (laughs) fixated on them.
0: Right? They're just, they're really selling me, like, carpet or...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Carpet chic, yeah.
0: Yeah, And, like, the rest of her outfit was fine, but she's always got these insane skirts on. Ugh.
1: When Eve showed up, I was like, fuck, was I not paying attention for part of Michaela's presentation? Probably. Who is this? Who is this? Fuck. And then it turns out she's new. I'm like, oh, thank God. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I also had a moment of panic where I was like, well, am I supposed to explain Eve? No. (laughs) I was not. I mean, in a way, she's sort of the Lila replacement.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Like,
0: which made me feel like, why is this just not Lila? But maybe they couldn't get Stephanie Romanov. I don't know.
1: I took a note here, and then it applies to your picture. The longest hair later, <laughs> Angel came in in a business context with his shirt unbuttoned to a scandalous so degree.
0: Whoa! Oh my God! he got why like, even have buttons? Three, four buttons. <laughs> It's it's so deep. The V is like mid-chest. And
1: yes, as you've pointed out, his hair is soup's long.
0: It's so gross looking. I don't (laughs) know what they're doing with him. I really don't like it. It's all like slicked back, but I just don't like it.
1: I really like how they set up the characters here in the entire episode because Angel is the brutish one who (laughs) is lurking on rooftops and trying to help people. And Lorne is fabulous. And yeah, Fred is super cute. Wesley gets to do his bookwormy type stuff, and Gunn goes on a little bit of a journey. And Angel is just here being like so uber serious. In this wacky context, I get a real kick out of it.
0: They're playing it up, I want to say, more than they used to, like, for the absurdity of it, which Mm -hmm. is a really good place for them to be because trying to take the character of Angel too seriously is never going to work out, right? (laughs) They tried
1: it so often in Buffy. (laughs) And
0: it doesn't work. We saw that it doesn't work.
1: Duller than a table lamp, I believe, are the words. (laughs) (laughs) Before we move on Uh. too far... I noticed in the background, and it, I'm sure it'll never come up again. The, it will. The luchador? Yep. Oh, fantastic. The luchador it's, who is delivering it's a, mail. Yeah.
0: It's going to come up. There's going to be an entire episode about What? It.
1: I was so hoping you noticed the luchador. Yes, he's got a fucking luchador mask, and he's just wandering around delivering mail to people. Oh my god! Yeah, and
0: it's it's like legitimately going to come up in a big way.
1: <laughs> and there's like one demon, or there may be a couple in the background. You know, it's Wolfram and Hart, whatever. But the Luchador, is just transfixed by because it's like business suit and Luchador and mask, the
0: mask, yeah. I'm so glad that you you caught him. Oh it's hell good yeah. Stuff.
1: Absolutely. Right.
0: So while I was watching the opening credits, I was like, Oh, does Dave know this name? Nope. Oh, I hope he doesn't. Yes! I'm Do so glad that you not. didn't know. Oh nope. so so Angel decides he'd like a cup of coffee, you right. know? Uh-huh. So he's like, I have an assistant or something. I'll just press buttons until I get her.
1: <laughs> okay, number one, before we get there. The ritual sacrifice office (laughs) is my favorite.
0: (laughs) And like, press one for
1: goats.
0: (laughs) Oh, and then later on, it's like, do you want to sacrifice a member of your immediate family?
1: This is something that I really hope becomes a running gag because there is so much to mine here in, like, any time Angel uses a telephone in Wolfram and Hart, I want him (laughs) to (laughs) accidentally phone up an obscure office (laughs) that is doing horrible shit.
0: Oh, so good, man. So
1: good. He gets that sorted out. He hangs up on them. And then he manages to find the secretary button. And, you know, they have a bit of a conversation. I don't recognize the voice. And eventually, she comes in bringing the cup of blood that she offered. And who should it be?
0: Oh, boy. Who is his secretary? It's Harmony!
1: It is Harmony (laughs) as fuck.
0: Oh, it's so perfect. Oh, (laughs) Uh,
1: It's... It's a shock for Angel. You know, he threatens to kill her off the bat.
0: Yeah, because, you know, she was on this show one time and it didn't go great for everyone. But, you know, she's she's just a woman trying to make it in the world. She's got this job. They don't judge her here. They've got that nice glass. You know, this is the perfect place for her.
1: It really is. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for fucking Pink Alert. And Blondie Bear to be happening. Oh man. Not oh, end. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm really excited that Harmony's here. It's so good. I was super hyped.
0: <laughs> I've given her a pink alert later. I like this outfit a lot more than the original one that she's in.
1: When she brings Angel the coffee and she's like, I put a secret ingredient in there. It's otter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's pig blood pig's blood mixed with otter blood. That's what it is. <laughs>
1: it smells really good. Shit
0: good <sighs> lord man and then like like harmony is just so fun because so you know they, she asks about cordelia because she's it's her like one of her best friends from high uh-huh. school and she's like oh it's gonna be weird to see her and then this is how we introduced the idea that cordelia is still in a coma yep. you know charisma carpenter not at all in the credits nope. obviously this coma's still definitely <laughs> happening and then so like and harmony gets really upset and then on a dime <laughs> doesn't care anymore
1: yep it's no longer real yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. she doesn't have to think about it anymore.
0: Oh, it's just phenomenal. The
1: soap operaness of a character being in a comma and having <laughs> this come hmm. up several times on these shows. Yeah. Oh man, it's so silly. I love it because it's so silly, but people have to treat it seriously. But then also they it works no for choice. the tone of yeah. season five in yeah. that, Yeah. That's an inherently silly thing to do. It's like, if Cordelia comes back with amnesia, they did amnesia, actually. They've done amnesia a bunch of times on these shows. Yeah. It's all ridiculous. It happens a bunch of times. And like, it's serious, but not because it's not at all serious on a metal level. I love it. It's good. Yeah, They got to save one of their clients. They've been researching who's the worst of the worst that we can ditch while, you know, continuing to operate the Wolfram and Hart law firm so that we have the resources to fund doing less evil. And oh man, they are way too dumb for this, except for maybe Fred and Wesley
0: yeah and like this is what eve's whole speech was about when uh-huh. she first came in like this is the catch that like you're still gonna have to help evil people <laughs> but you get to decide who's the least evil and help them and deal with the most evil people right and you're like that seems blurry you know
1: oh uh, it seems so blurry and they seem so ill-equipped to deal with this because they, they absolutely
0: are, are. Yeah. oh yeah no they're
1: oh, very ill equipped so fun <laughs> So fun. Uh, so they gotta introduce us to their first client, Monster of the Week. We're gonna defend a client. Who's it gonna be? <laughs> a really bad person by the name of fries who threatens to blow it all up, essentially, if he doesn't get let off on these very real charges.
0: So yeah, this guy comes in. He might as well have scumbag tattooed on his forehead. Mm-hmm. He's got, like, scummy face. He just seems like he's not a great guy. <laughs> And he's one of these guys that's been in, like, one episode of everything.
1: Yeah. His lawyer, too. His lawyer's been in a bunch of stuff. Like, I think a bunch of Fargo? Definitely the movie Fargo. Oh, maybe. Yeah. He's, like, he's that face I recognize, but don't place.
0: Because, like, uh, you know, you go through here, it's, like, NCIS, one CSI, another CSI, <laughs> Criminal Minds, The Mentalist, American uh-huh. Horror Story, Castle, oh, NCIS again, oh a my different God. NCIS. Oh,
1: these fucking <laughs> like, crime shows, they do need a rotating cast.
0: Yeah, like, one episode of each, because this guy just seems like a scumbag, so yep. he's so perfect for this. <laughs>
1: This guy really has to stop using the phrase, you've got to get me off. And like, none of them are saying phrasing and they should be. He says it so frequently. Like, are you, who's listening to this man saying to this room of people that they have to get him off?
0: Look, he just keeps saying it and no one is reacting. No one bats a fucking eye. Like you, we need to address this. Someone needs to address this. (sighs) I know. They let it go again and again.
1: Again and again. (laughs) Lauren has a brief scene of interviewing all the staffers by making them sing to him so that he can tell who's really evil and who, like, can still work for them.
0: Which is honestly, like, the best way that they could have done this, I think, Mm -hmm. because, like, that's absolutely, like, what you use Lauren's talents for. And the, uh, the one woman that they have singing, she sings a song from the musical The Pajama Game. Which, like, is not a well-known musical.
1: No, I've heard of it.
0: In high school, we did the pajama game and I was in the pit orchestra. What the fuck? So I am, like, wildly familiar with the pajama game. Oh, holy shit, But I think I'm in the minority here. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, I'd say so. I've never heard any of the songs as far as I know. Until now! I'm more cultured. Look at me go.
0: Look at you go. Uh
1: Uh-huh. So, trying to decide what to do about this client, splitting up, everyone's got a task, except for Gunn, who isn't answering his pager, no doubt. Right,
0: we signed a scene between him and Eve where, again, like, she basically laid out who he used to be, and, like, they have this conversation about where he came from and, like, what he used to be doing with his crew on the streets, (laughs) perhaps these
1: words are used perhaps they're not and how applicable and those skills might or might not be now in the new world yeah. of wolferman heart
0: and so she gives him she gives him a business card and says that uh he'll feel like a new man <laughs> yeah and then uh-huh. wes is lurking it up there <laughs> and he's like what's that for and gun's like oh it's for a suit
1: <laughs> yeah tailor. yeah yeah
0: uh-huh Uh huh. and now he's not answering he's probably just getting tailed oh so that's fine yeah
1: that's fine Angel is very excited because he gets to take a fancy car out for a spin. Or does he? He's so
0: excited. He's got so many cars. So many
1: cars. As a person who doesn't understand the appeal of cars, this scene really doesn't do much for me.
0: I was tickled that Angel was so tickled by the cars, honestly. Yeah.
1: I mean... I guess cars aren't a recent invention. I guess all yeah. of the like classic cars have to seem very recent to Angel, though.
0: You would think so, you know? Mm-hmm. They have a, a brief like powwow in Angel's office before they decide to go off and do all of their separate things. And Fred is wearing
1: oh, this spaghetti. spaghetti
0: strap top.
1: A spaghetti, yes.
0: <laughs> that like, who oh boy, is it early 2000s? <laughs> That strap is just it's not doing anything. It's not doing. So That's exactly
1: what I was thinking. It's not doing anything. There is no structural purpose oh. to it.
0: And it was very hard to tell just from the lighting and stuff, but like, I'm pretty sure she's got blue eyeshadow on, <laughs> which is also just so 2000s. <laughs> and I loved everything
1: about it. Uh, Good perfect. Lord. Angel has a brief run in with Bowser, the head of wet work or field work, we're sure at Wolferman Hart.
0: This guy takes himself way too seriously.
1: For a guy whose name is Bowser. Yes.
0: <laughs> is that his name?
1: I think it might be.
0: <laughs> I think his name's Hauser. Oh,
1: mm, mine's more fun. <laughs>
0: name a character bowser and expect people to take it seriously
1: uh they did and i didn't there we go
0: his name is agent hauser i'm
1: literally looking at it (laughs) (laughs) wouldn't it be more fun if it was bowser though
0: i agree well there we go i was like oh my god is that his name that's hilarious how did i miss that but i didn't so there you go
1: okay well whatever angels gotten interrupted by agent hauser Going to visit a man named Spanky. So excuse me (laughs) for thinking that Bowser was a reasonable name.
0: (laughs) When everyone just casually keeps saying that he's going to to visit this guy named Spanky, you're like, what? Right. What do you mean? And then he gets there and it's everything you thought it would be. And you're like, what?
1: (laughs) Spanky lives up to his name. Yep.
0: He does. Uh, A BDSM
1: aficionado of sorts.
0: Who also does some magic on the side. A
1: little bit of magic on the side. He apparently made a super awesome container of sorts for the client, which can hold anything and will dissolve when a command word is used. (gasps) What could be in there? Literally anything, like an idea could be in there yeah Mm -hmm. could be used to trap anything anything. and the container could be anything so they don't get a lot to work with yet gotta do some more interrogation
0: when spanky tells angel that he doesn't spank men (laughs) i just (laughs) and then angel later has no choice but to say that he does spank men
1: (laughs) delightful
0: delightful stuff i love it too like so angel's asking all these questions about this this spooky fries guy uh-huh. and like spanky does he's not down with this because he want to give away information about his clients so he tries to choke angel out <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so good it really is It's so good because i mean yes it does not work at all
0: no no, he's,
1: no, no. he's a vampire with the no breathing thing that we've covered uh, uh, extensively on this podcast
0: extensively yeah, we, I think we briefly cut to gun here in some waiting room from like the
1: 80s. So he goes into a spooky place that mm-hmm. gave me my second dollhouse foreshadow, like not flashback, yeah. flash forward in the episode. Yeah, that's true. Because you combine this spooky chair that does things to your brain with the Wolfram Heart lobby, and you're like, wow, Joss, it was a real reach to put those two things from the same episode. <laughs> together and make a show out of it but i mean it yeah. was that dollhouse is actually very creative and i like it much more than it's given credit for
0: i agree i also like it a lot
1: yep anyway I yeah. lot of a lot of dollhouse in this you know brain wipey mad sciency chair thing
0: but i mean like it's also the matrix
1: oh very much so and incredibly like camp sci-fi when yeah. gun's like getting more fluid and he's getting juiced up and he's like no do it again and <laughs> You know yeah. there's the curly wires going away from him and he's just got to pretend to be like electroshocked sort of while this clearly mad scientist is having a bunch of fun in the background.
0: And they've just like they've dampened him so much. He's just so sweaty. <laughs> yes,
1: he is Someone's moist. come
0: over and just like spritzed him over and over. <laughs>
1: Spritzing is the best <laughs> verb for it, yeah. <laughs> Cuz it's not sprayed. It's not doused. No. It's spritzed. It's he's- He's been spritzed. Absolutely. We learned that the child from earlier is the client's son and is also the bomb for something that is probably a virus. You know, Fred's looking into it. She's got that whole task on lock, no doubt. So
0: her and and Nox are researching and they find some cult or something called the Black Tomorrow, which is the dumbest name. Oh my god, like be more creative, guys.
1: (laughs) Boo, thumbs down to that cult name, my folks. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and so there's a couple of interesting things that happen in this episode Mm -hmm. where so Angel's really pissed that this guy would put this bomb in his own son right right we the audience know why that is you
1: the audience Eve knows why. why that is
0: <laughs> but the rest of the characters don't uh-huh right like they're kind of like hmm like what, what's that about that seems kind of weird that he's so like triggered by this and then that made me think so <sighs> I don't. I don't have like a great memory of of season three and four, <laughs> but but like if you think about it, Wesley is splintered from the group because of what he does with Connor. Mm-hmm. So if that never happened. Oh. Did Wesley never have that? Because, like, the chumminess that he has with Gunn struck me as being kind of odd. Mm. And I'm not sure if it actually is. And, like, perhaps... Because in season four, he gets back sort of into the fold because this apocalypse is happening. Right. And it's just sort of, like, naturally. And then, like, they're all back together. He's been forgiven by Angel. And so maybe, like, this is the place we've come to. But at the same time, there's no reason for him to have been separated for, from them if Connor didn't exist.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: So I'm not... I'm I'm not sure, I guess is what I'm saying.
1: I'll also say that this is a very good, as you know, to the audience of like, ah, well, we've got Eve here who can talk about Connor and remind us why Angel might be more broody than usual. Because I like, I had sort of put Connor out of my head because it was something that I didn't need to care about.
0: Absolutely. And when Fred and Wes are having their conversation about how strangely Angel's kind of acting about this, your your first thought wasn't going to be, oh, right, because of that whole sun thing.
1: Ah, uh, yes, the sun plotline that I am very invested in, of course, yes.
0: And so, yeah, having Eve be here and having her know about it, which I think makes a lot of sense. Like, it it's great for to have someone that Angel can talk to about it just so that we can sort of get some of the subtext that's going on mm-hmm. if we were not super invested in what happened in season four,
1: you know? <laughs> for some strange reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My next note is that Fred is not a great leader. She is very overstressed as they are trying to research this whole virus thing and being very hard on Knox in particular.
0: I mean, Fred has never been in charge of a bunch of people like this, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like, difficult. And all of a sudden, she's basically given this lab and these people reporting to her and all these resources. And, like, she feels very responsible for solving this problem and potentially saving a lot of lives. So she's super stressed. And, like, you know, she doesn't treat them very well. She takes a page right out of Buffy's leadership <laughs> book. Uh-huh. <laughs> But coming from Fred, it's more understandable that she's not reacting well to the stress because, like, she's really never been in this situation before. At
1: this point in the episode, it's also unclear, like, what exactly this virus is, if it's actually a virus. Like, that's their working theory, but it's not confirmed. And so I wasn't sure whether this was hinting at the first step in some sort of, like, rage virus that would kill everyone. And sure, it was said to be spread by touch, but, like... Maybe it was different and Fred's already got it. Uh, who knows? Turns out now.
0: Well, and there's this very obvious moment that happens in Fred's office where she's hanging this Dixie Chicks poster, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and
0: like, I-, I think the purpose of that, because they kept shooting it with her in the shot with the poster. Mm-hmm. And I think the purpose of that is, like, her trying so desperately to, like, stay the same person. Because, I mean, Fred's from Texas. Of course she loves the Dixie Chicks, you know? Right. She's got her the poster in the office. But then she's still being thrown into this situation where it's probably going to be kind of hard for her to stay the same person. Yeah. If these are the kinds of things that are happening all the time.
1: Yeah, and when she answers the phone, does she say, hi, this is Fred, or... You know, you've reached the science lab of Wolferman Hart. This is the director speaking. Yeah. What the yeah. fuck do you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard to hard to walk that line sometimes. Yeah. Bowser is a goddamn professional, Michaela. <laughs> he will not just kill one kid. He'll kill no. all the fucking kids in that classroom and anyone standing remotely near them.
0: He doesn't know who's pode- potentially been infected by this potential virus Core, that, like, run, has potentially teen. been <laughs>
1: released. Yeah, it's a lot of potentials, but he's going to make sure that a slightly smaller number of people die to make sure a larger number of people don't die. Hey, man,
0: the greater good. The greater
1: good. The greater good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: Lauren's been doing some stuff you know he's at the courthouse monitoring how the the case is going it's not going well. he's got it's, it's his bad. like yeah. invisible Disguise. man get up on.
0: Oh, man. And you're like, yeah, no one can see that your entire face
1: is green, buddy. (laughs) Definitely not. Thank goodness you've got sunglasses, a small fedora, and gloves on. It really distracts from your green skin and horns.
0: Yeah, Eh, he's doing his best. But it really seems like this guy, like, they've got a lot of evidence against him. Oh, yeah. He's done a lot of bad things. Yes, he's very And it, Yeah, and so, like, there's no way that his lawyer is going to be able to get him out of this. No. Given... (laughs) Given the evidence that they have against him.
1: I love it so much. Wesley shows up at the courthouse and Lauren's like, oh, thank God. Do you have a plan? And Wes is like, I've got a gun. Uh, <laughs> All right, gov. I've got a gun. I have it not know why.
0: And Lauren's like, this is our plan? It's so what? good in that it's so bad. Oh, it's such it. a bad plan. Oh, Jesus Perfection. Christ. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The special ops group moves into the classroom. But uh uh-oh, Angel's the only one here. And he took a helicopter to get here. (gasps) Very fancy.
0: He's got some fancy stuff. I still got some questions about how he got from the helicopter into this room. But you know what? Not a big deal.
1: Yeah, this is the thing. Like, Angel's going to be doing a bunch of driving or, like, helicoptering in things that have these special glass windows. Right. But there's still a liminal transition, period. (laughs) You know? Right. The sidewalk.
0: Yeah, there's... You're going outside at some point. And I mean, if Spike has taught us anything, it's that as long as you hold some sort of blanket over yourself, you're fine.
1: <laughs> totally fine, which is a normal thing to see coming out of a sports car in downtown yeah. LA. Absolutely <laughs> For the CEO normal. of Wolferman and Hart. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Bowser is not pleased to see Angel here. And all of the special ops folks open fire with submachine guns but he's a vampire guys
0: so they're gonna hurt him if they manage to hit him which they don't
1: (laughs) there there are so many of them
0: every every bullet misses (laughs) and this i mean this fight scene's pretty fun too honestly
1: angel does some wire work that is really nice yeah
0: And of course, like, you know, when Angel's really getting into a fight, he's going to go into vamp face because he has a vampire. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it definitely adds a level of menace to him that we're not getting when he's just broody old David Boreanaz.
1: (laughs) I really wonder how broody he's going to be. Listen, I wanted to actually talk a little bit about, you know, our our impressions, because we do impressions of people on these shows. You've got your Giles. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Hello, hello, hello. Giles here. (laughs) And you've got your Spikes. Hello, hello, hello! here. <laughs> and I—I I, like Angel. We've done old toimi Ireland for Angel sometimes, <laughs> um, Jesus. but I think for this season it might be a lot more appropriate to do a really dark, brooding oh. sort of voice whenever we're talking as Angel.
0: Because I mean, Angel is very Batman, you know. Yeah. Right, like, he's he's on the rooftops, he's brooding, <laughs> he's like, he's swinging finding ropes down. from somewhere
1: <laughs> right. to swing down <laughs> on.
0: That fucking rope, the, the, the mechanics of the rope make no sense. <laughs> it doesn't make, like, 100% just, like... They don't need it, to. There's they no way to. it would work. It's fine. There's no way. I love way. it. it it's matter, so fun. No.
1: Fuck. <sighs> 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 so, right, yeah. Uh, Angel doesn't get hit by any bullets. He's He's in vamp face. It's a lot of fun. He's beating a bunch of people up
0: yeah and so he i mean he beats the commandos and bowser takes his mask off to talk to him and he's basically saying that like he believes in evil like that is what his conviction is uh-huh.
1: yeah he's really convicted with evil <laughs> he's got a lot of conviction <laughs> because- for it
0: He's got this conviction idea is sort of that, you know, he doesn't give a shit if Angel's coming in and going to try to do good because there are people like him at Wolfram Heart that believe in evil and are going to keep doing evil. I respect that. And yeah, you know what? Like he believes in something and he's he's all in on it. Good for him. So, you know, he gives his little speech and then Angel's like, well, you know what? The one thing stronger than conviction That's is. It's not a
1: very good angel impersonation.
0: <laughs> oh, right. I don't know that. I, I don't know that I can go low enough. You, you take it, man. <laughs>
1: You know what the one thing that beats (laughs) conviction is? It's mercy, motherfucker. (laughs) And then he kills him. (laughs) (laughs) He shoots him with his own shotgun, like using the guy's foot. It's so good. Holy crap! There's a gore discretion shot. Fuck.
0: Yeah, all over, all over the wall of the children's (laughs) school.
1: (laughs) With like this guy's subordinates looking on, and they're like, "What about mercy?" All of my mercy has run out.
0: <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, Angel's tired of this shit, and um, he just uh, kills people now. Not that that guy was great. I mean, that guy was about to come in here and just, like, murder all the children oh, that he could find. Wait, was it a
1: big thing that, like, Angel didn't kill people before?
0: I don't think Angel generally killed a lot
1: of people. Oh, because I saw this, and, like, sure, Angel is Batman, but I was like, yeah, that seems like an Angel thing to do. This guy was not nice. <laughs>
0: I'm not sure that this show took as strong of a stance as Buffy Mm -hmm. does, but I don't know that Angel was just, like, walking around killing people. That doesn't seem... Yeah, I don't know.
1: Well, he's more lurking around killing people right now.
0: (laughs) I guess he's always just... Yeah, he lurks from shadow to shadow, less so than walking from shadow to shadow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. Gunn, in the meantime, has shown up at the courtroom wearing a very nice suit in what you've called Now Who's Fly. Oh, boy, is he fly. So,
0: I also think that uh, J. August Richards got in, like, better shape for this season mm. than last season, just from what I was seeing at the end of the of the uh, season, that one episode that I watched. Right. And so, yeah, he's looking great. He's got this great suit. And, oh, what's that? He knows all about the law now. He
1: does. Yes, he is a law-reading machine, an excellent lawyer in true television fashion, very charismatic very over the top Presents some arguments that like almost don't fly and probably shouldn't it's it's a lot of contrived stuff happening but uh it works he's a very good lawman now joss wrote and
0: directed this episode Hmm. he apparently is a huge fan of law and order and wrote the court scene mostly just making up (laughs) legal jargon
1: yeah yeah uh uh-huh
0: but then they sent it to a legal consultant they didn't have to change that much
1: Uh, like it it reads pretty well, because he's calling for a yeah. mistrial because the judge has, you know, a varied portfolio, which is where it really falls down, right? Like, once you're yeah. sufficiently diversified, arguing that you get a controlling interest in a company, uh, yeah. probably falls apart.
0: It probably falls apart, yeah. But
1: whatever, yeah. The judge has a bunch of money that is invested into one of this guy's subsidiaries, so... Well, that's a mistrial.
0: And there's something that he's quoting that's a precedent, which is a big thing. In legal circles. True story. In the law, I don't know. Yep. I, I, so there's a quote here from Joss, like, on the subject of what they've done with Gunn, hmm. right? We we didn't often know what to do with Jay's character. He had a real sense of feeling out of place, so I wanted to show something from Jay that people hadn't seen. Plus, he looks really good in a suit.
1: This is something that I appreciate so much, because, like, the, the last bit of this episode before we get to Spike is them talking about what has happened to... Gun here They're like You know the law now And he's like Yes also Gilbert and Sullivan Which I've picked up So that's fun (laughs) And yeah Sometimes you need A reimagining of a character And it's It's a ballsy move
0: It definitely is Like (laughs) If they had made huge changes to a lot of the characters, I think that would have been too much. Yep. But they were able to find pretty reasonable places for everyone else to fit in this new place. Mm-hmm. And I can I could see them sitting around just being like, but what do we do with Gun?" You know? Yeah. And really not knowing. And this is a great way to deal with that.
1: And it stands in such contrast to Xander and Giles in like season four of Buffy or right? Xander ever in Buffy. That I really applaud this attempt.
0: Yeah, like we don't know what to do with this character, so we're gonna do something completely different with them, and like give this person who is a main cast member something valuable to contribute, where they maybe wouldn't have had really anything to do all the time otherwise. Yeah. so it it's a great move. I really absolutely. Like it. Yeah.
1: And that's one of the things that really sold me on this episode was, like, identifying a problem with one of your characters and fixing it in, like, a wacky way that is supported by the show. Like, it has precedent in the show for wacky things like brain rejiggering to happen. Sure, whatever. Absolutely. That's fully within the realms. And, yeah, it fixes your problems. Nice. Good job, guys.
0: And it makes you feel like they actually care about this character. Like, they actually want to give him something to do. And, I mean, like, they're talking with Gunn and they address all of their concerns, this idea that he's not the same person. And he's insisting, no, all they did was put the law in my head. And everything else, I'm still, I'm still me. And like, that's going to be, that's an interesting thing. Obviously, that's what you're going to think, right? When this happens is like, what's happened to this person? What else did they do while they were in there? And I mean, we'll see where that, where it goes on the season. But that, like, they're they're asking the right questions. They are. And they're, yeah, like,
1: (laughs) it's good. What they've done is good. (laughs) And it gives them so many interesting narrative ways to go with it. Because it could still go wrong, right? Like,
0: Absolutely. <laughs>
1: there's a lot of ways that this yeah. could go wrong. Or it could go right. And yeah, he's got to find out what it's like now. I don't know. It's, yeah, it opens a lot of doors and solves so many problems. So happy to have it happen. <laughs> to us. Let's go on to Spike. The real reason we're all here.
0: At the beginning of this episode, there's a quick shot where a mailroom cart, I think is probably being pushed by the luchador, and it's got this package in it. Then later on, this package is sitting on Angel's desk. Mm-hmm. And Angel looks at it. It says, to Angel. <laughs> and like it's addressed to him at Wolfram and Hart. he does nothing with it and so he's he's talking about how you know what maybe this isn't oh no I'm, see i was about to talk as angel again and i just
1: <laughs> i believe in I you can't do just, it just like just brood <laughs> pretend you're a broody vampire
0: <laughs> oh i just it's too much for me to try to make the point that i want to make and do the stupid voice <laughs>
1: fine you don't have to do a stupid voice
0: <laughs> I'm I'll, I'll someday I'll practice and then maybe next time. (laughs) He's making this speech about how, you know, they're in this new situation, but they're going to rise to the challenge and they're going to like, things are going to happen, but they're going to deal with it. And as he's talking, he's got this envelope that he hasn't dealt with yet and he rips it open. (laughs) And what should fall out?
1: The gem of Amara.
0: (laughs) That's not what that's called.
1: (laughs) The gem of cleansing bubbles.
0: (laughs) Who knows? Definitely not the Gem of Amara. It's such a different thing. Wow. The important necklace. It's the amulet. I don't even know what... It doesn't even get a real name, does it? The
1: important necklace shows up, (laughs) and somehow it was mailed here. I mean, it's very powers that be. Ooh, spookiness. Ooh. Yep. Yeah. And again, nonsense magic happens, and Spike pops out of it. After having died in Buffy, he's back, motherfuckers. And Harmony gives us our final line, which is just... Blondie Bear, and she's so excited, as are we.
0: It is phenomenal. We get a very gritty Spike from Wes, and then an even grittier Spike from Angel.
1: Okay, I just had a thought about this. Instead of doing like Spike, like Batman voice, can we do like Mopey, like Eeyore, like Spike? (laughs) Guys, I really think we need to face our problems head on. it's a lot more offensive
0: so i'm here for it
1: (laughs) right Um, so yes wesley goes then angel goes
0: (laughs) then we get our blondie bear moment which is just just phenomenal and yeah as i said i think that spike's single line is this him yelling (laughs) as he gets basically undusted
1: good times he's back we're excited yeah I'm looking forward to him being in next episode getting some fallout from that
0: so a couple things so last last time I read you only the first half of the IMDb description of this episode here here's the full description and like boy is it selling something (laughs) different from this episode Uh Angel and the gang adjust to life at Wolfram and Hart while Angel lets loose the shocking contents of a package from Sunnydale (laughs) 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 oh
1: Okay. It's insane. This is a Monster of the Week episode, so you gotta like understand that while you're making your review. But oh boy, does that oversell the last generously 30 seconds of this episode?
0: I just found a picture on the IMDB page that I'm about to save into the Dropbox that is maybe the greatest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Oh my god. So it is a poster, I assume, for Angel Season 5. Uh-huh. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, this poster makes it look very convincingly... As though Spike and Angel are gay lovers.
0: Absolutely. Do you see the tagline?
1: Just what LA needs. A touch of Sunnydale. Just emphasize the word touch more, guys. It'll be fine. Um, You've got Angel with the E is like an acrostic with Spike coming down. (laughs) And the E of spike and angel are shared oh boy yeah
0: it absolutely looks like they are gay lovers i
1: mean in just in the text spike is literally in angel right inside of <laughs> yeah. draw from that yeah. whatever conclusions you will listeners
0: this is and like this has the wb's logo on it this is the greatest thing i've ever seen i love it oh man <sighs>
1: that is targeting you, a demographic
0: like, the, and and like in the bottom right hand corner, they've shoved <laughs> Gun Fred, Lorne, and Wes.
1: Everyone else, oh, such second billing.
0: And like, look at James Marsters cheekbone. My, oh God. my God,
1: fantastic! Yeah, how how do you have sunken cheeks like that? Is he sickly? Is he is he like sucking his cheeks in? That's
0: just his face, man. Is
1: your, just there's there's no face. bone there though, like. Like, he has accentuated cheek muscles. I'm looking at myself in a mirror. Sorry, I'm trying to look at, like, what the fuck this is. Because part of the top of it uh, is a bone. I understand that. Mm -hmm. But, like, I can poke my face and feel where a bone ends. It doesn't go all the way down to my chin, Michaela. I don't know about you. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe
0: we just need to be thinner. Maybe that's it. No,
1: it it doesn't make more bones.
0: (laughs) (laughs) At any rate, I want to make this the picture of the Welcome to the hell. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah, this is the new picture. Yeah. Oh, a thousand percent.
0: I don't... It's been a long time since Mrs. Mug was around, you know? (laughs) And, like, this needs to be the picture because it's the greatest goddamn thing I've ever seen. Okay, moving on. This is something that surprised me because timelines are hard, right? right? For the first time since Angel's inception... Creator Joss Whedon could devote his attention exclusively to it because Buffy and Firefly both ended their runs the previous year. Whoa! What? Right? What? Right? I was very shocked.
1: Wait, was there was there a time skip? Like, was there some t- time between? It's two thousand and three. But what no, the hell was Firefly? No, Firefly even keeps on? getting earlier and earlier. What's happening? I swear it used to be 2004 and now you told me it was 2003 and now you're telling me it's 2002?
0: <laughs> I'm moving it backwards through time. Yeah.
1: No! No
0: Firefly. Uh, why why are you moving it? Why? I don't Have know, you done but this? It, pr- it premiered September 20th, 2002. No, it
1: didn't. <laughs> July 28th, <Yes>. 2003. <laughs> Oh, I first episode date, what the f- final episode date, August 4th, 2003. What happened? Who? Because
0: they, oh, they showed it super weird order. What's happening? Do you not know about this? I do
1: know about that. But like, <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. I'm looking at the message. Ha, huh, that was July 28th, 2003. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes more sense. Huh.
0: So Angel is going on and Buffy and Firefly are both over. What?
1: And then. <laughs>
0: it's bananas. What does
1: Dollhouse happen? Because Joss is stealing things left and Right. He's just like, he's leaving the set on the last day of Angel, and he's like, oh, give me this, give me this room where we have the brain thing, oh, give me this entire atrium, and he's just trying to sneak them out under his shirt, like no one will notice an fucking atrium joss. Uh,
0: 2009 is done. Oh, House.
1: wow. Quite a ways after. Yeah. Wait, really? I was in university. <laughs> yeah? Oh, yeah, boy. that tracks. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Well, that's upsetting. I-
0: oh. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I swear Firefly used to have happened on tu- in 2004.
0: You don't know though, that's clear.
1: I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I'm, good. I'm good, fairly good. certain. Anyway, yeah. Good times. Michaela, we liked this episode?
0: Yeah, we had a great time,
1: I think. Yeah. Do we have a winner for this episode?
0: Oh. Hmm. That's a good question. Gun?
1: fuck yeah gets a character reinvention that (laughs) never happens on most shows and could preemptively save him as a character and give him right like he's absolutely
0: going to be valuable now in a way where he really like it was going to be hard before for him to be valuable in this new context yeah
1: because basically they need a lawyer right it's a law firm If they don't have a lawyer yeah. somewhere in the main cast, that's crazy. Either Wesley could step in, but that's a role that he's been trying to step away from. Or you need someone yeah. else. Take the the least like fitting in person. Make them that. Love Love it. Love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. Michaela, who had the mm-hmm. best outfit from the episode? Lorne. Lorne. Lorne.
0: It's always Lorne. Oh my Lorne. god. Yeah.
1: Are we? Are we done with this? It's gonna
0: be tough. Well, no. I think what we're looking for is for someone to beat Lorne. Yeah. Th- that's the bar. Okay. So I think I'm gonna go for the red. Oh and yeah. Blue for sure. As as the what top, because is... there was another sort of paisley blue. Oh yeah. Kind of purpley one that he had uh, in between.
1: No, the red one is fantastic. That 100% yeah. deserves to win. Uh, it will be difficult to beat him.
0: It's going to be very hard. Mm. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <sighs> yeah.
1: All right. Michaela, what's coming up next episode on Angel? Angel. Angel.
0: <laughs> now we're just doing Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> the next episode is called Just Rewards. Angel and Spike challenge a necromancer who is unhappy with Wolfram and Hart's new leadership. Mm.
1: Yep. Going to be a lot of that going around, you know?
0: Yeah. So uh, it's pretty great because like broad strokes, I know what's going to happen. I remember certain episodes very vividly, mm-hmm. like the wackier ones always stick with me, of course. But I couldn't tell you exactly what happens and uh, I don't know if we're excited. Yeah. So that's good. Now this good. Is
1: strange because <laughs> the IMDb description for this episode is heavily focused on the last 10 to 30 seconds of it. Absolutely. And like next episode... I've got to imagine there's gonna be some fallout from, you know, Spike showing up.
0: You'd think. Where
1: the IMDB description would make me think, Spike and Angel have a wacky adventure, stopping a necromancer <laughs> as buddies. And like, that's... So there's, a, there's an inversion happening, I guess.
0: Well, who writes who writes right. these is really the question.
1: Taylor Kingston has written every single one of them <laughs> for everything you've ever read. Good
0: lord. Good lord do I hope that we have teeks at some point. But I don't have high hopes, honestly. We
1: shall see. We'll keep our eyes open. Yeah, that's good times. Until then, our listeners can always reach out to us via email, beyondvenue.hellmethod.gmail.com. This will probably be up on the Reddit. I forget exactly where we are. Odd Even wise. I don't know. Something, something, something. And uh, oh yeah, the pictures will be up on Facebook. And you can talk to us there about all things Angel Season 5 and Buffy. Seasons 1 through 7. And maybe some dollhouse. Who knows? Uh, Until next time. See see you you later, later, LA Gator. Gator.
0: Welcome to the
1: Hello. no? Hell Hell no. no.